Do you give as much as others to the synagogue campaign? Do you attend as many classes as others typically do? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 66 of Tract Exilbus, and we learn that we must never compare ourselves to others' spiritual lives. You are running your own race. The aim is to beat your personal best. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Harissa today. I'd like to begin with a story. Rabbi Yochum and Zakai was once riding on a donkey departing Jerusalem accompanied by his disciples. They encountered a young lady who was so poor that she lived by gathering barley from among the dung of the animals for the locals. Upon noticing him approach, she cried, Rebbe, please give me something to eat. Not recognizing the unfortunate maiden, he asked, My daughter, who are you? I am the daughter of Nakdimon Ben-Gurion, the great philanthropist who sustained the inhabitants of Jerusalem during the Roman siege, she replied. Shocked to find her in such a destitute state, he gasped, My daughter, where did all the money of your father's household disappear to? Let's look at today's Kamara. She said to him, Rebbe, do they not say the proverb in Jerusalem, Salt for wealth is lacking, chaser? And some say the proverb asserts that kindness, chesed, is salt for wealth. He replied, But the money of your father-in-law's house, where is that? She said to him, This one came and destroyed that one. She said to him, Rebbe, do you remember when you signed on my marriage contract? He said to his students, I remember that when I signed on the marriage contract of this woman, and I read in it, it listed a million gold dinners as a dowry from her father's house, aside from what was promised to her from her father-in-law. Rabbi Yochum and Zakai cried and said, How fortunate are you, Israel, for when Israel performs the will of the Omnipresent, no nation or tongue can rule over them, and when Israel does not perform the will of the Omnipresent, he delivers them into the hand of a lowly nation. Not only are they delivered into the hand of a lowly nation, but even into the hand of the animals of a lowly nation. But did Nakdimon Ben-Gurion not perform charity? Isn't it taught they said about Nakdimon Ben-Gurion that when he would leave his home to go to the study hall, fine woolen garments were laid beneath him to walk on, and subsequently the poor would come and fold them up from behind him to keep. Perhaps we could suggest that he acted that way for his own honor. Or alternatively, perhaps he did not do as much as he should have done, as they say, according to the camel, is the load. Let's analyze the Gemara. This tragic story takes place in the aftermath of the Roman conquest of Jerusalem. Rabbi Yochum and Zakai has saved Torah Judaism, and he pays a visit to Jerusalem from his yeshiva in Yavna. On his way home, he sees the daughter of Nakdimon Ben-Gurion, who was one of the wealthiest Jews of the era. She's looking through the scraps to find something to eat, and Rabbi Yochanan's disciples are totally bewildered by what they're seeing. Her father was such a great philanthropist. Is this how heaven repaid his generosity? The Gemara concludes that while he donated abundantly, he had the ability to give much more. According to the camel is the load. What may be a heavy, burdensome load for one camel takes no effort whatsoever for his fellow camel. Undoubtedly, compared to everyone else, Nakdimon was an extraordinary philanthropist, but our divine service is not about comparing ourselves to anyone else. Compared to what he could have given, he had not been sufficiently generous. Many people's first question when asked for tzedakah contributions is, what are other people giving? And they're proud if they're able to match other top givers. Nakdimon Ben-Gurion not only matched other top givers, but he was always on the top of the organizational dinner and synagogue capital campaign lists. But that wasn't good enough. True, he was one of the top givers, but even those magnificent contributions were just a proverbial drop in the bucket. 
when his fellow Jerusalemites were suffering, he should have given it until it hurt. Now, Dibon may have been proud of the fact that he was the biggest contributor, but he had much greater capacity to give. In life, there's only one person in your race, you. Once you start comparing yourself to others, you're going to run a different race than the Almighty intended for you. As challenging as it may sound, $100 that one person gives to the campaign may, may be a more generous donation than the larger dollar figure of his neighbor. It all depends how much effort each has had to expend to earn and part with their money. And the same is true of all mitzvahs. Never compare yourself to anyone else. It doesn't matter how often your neighbor is attending Minyan or going to a shir. He's not running your race. It doesn't matter how many Shabbos guests he's inviting or how many times he's returned your Simcha invitation. He's not running your race. Nakdimon's daughter understood this. Our sages explained her pithy comment that kindness is salt for wealth to mean that just like when you first salt meat, it appears to detract from the meat by removing all its moisture, over the long term, the salt which initially shrank the meat is what preserves it. Likewise, giving tzedakah might appear to deplete one's freshwater reserves today, but ultimately it preserves one's wealth. The key factor to remember is that many people don't even have the meat to begin with. And even those who do have the meat often don't have enough to preserve it. Nakdimon was unable to preserve his assets because he failed to add sufficient salt. Instead of parting with tzedakah in a timely manner, he thought the meat would stay forever moist. Heaven has endowed each of us with specific blessings. If you've been blessed with a sharp mind, your preservation salt is to learn more Torah. If you've been blessed with great emotional IQ, your preservation salt is constantly to seek ways to help others and make them feel special. If you've been blessed with excellent interpersonal skills, your preservation salt is to take leadership positions on shul, school, and charitable boards and committees. The great Hasidic master of Zushavanipoli famously related, After 120, when I reached the heavenly court, they weren't asking me why weren't you as great as Avraham Avinu? Why weren't you as great as Moshe Rabbeinu? No, they will ask me, why weren't you as great as Zusha? Your neighbor's commitment level doesn't make any difference to your service of heaven. There is only one person running your race, you, and only you know if you're running your personal best. May you merit never looking over your shoulder at anyone else and running your best race throughout life. Wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, the transformative Duff.